the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast, episode 81. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast, the show dedicated to providing tips and strategies to everyone caring for an elderly loved one. My name is Casey Price, and this podcast exists to help make your job, the job of caring for your elderly loved one, a whole lot less stressful. And today we're going to talk about bringing private duty care into an assisted living community, a memory support assisted living community, or a nursing home. And in fact, many people are surprised to learn that someone in an assisted living community or a nursing home might still bring a private duty aid in to those respective places to provide extra care, stimulation, or personal assistance. But if you think of it as home care, right? Think of the community where you live as your home, which of course it would be if you live there, and you're bringing extra help in to enhance the care you're already receiving at the at the community you're living in and, and receive a little extra personal help. Again, whether it's for care, you need extra hands-on help, or for stimulation. It's a way to get extra care in an assisted living setting without having to move into a nursing home if you don't want to. Of course, the downside to doing this is the cost of the care. It can be expensive, and paying for assisted living and private duty aid will cost you know more, obviously, but it could actually cost less than it would if you were to move into a nursing home. When might this be helpful? Well, if you're transitioning back into an assisted living community or a nursing home after an illness or injury and a stay in rehabilitation, this could be a great way to transition safely, to make sure that you have the, some extra eyes on you, to make sure that you're you know, able to manage in the setting you're returning to and just get stronger with more confidence knowing that there's somebody there some of the time to provide that extra help. It's another uh, way you use it is for fall risks. If you're in an assisted living community and you have you are a risk of a fall, an assisted living might say we can't keep you anymore because we don't have the ability to prevent falls. That's not what they do. They don't prevent falls. Well, if you brought a one-on-one in, somebody to be with you in the assisted living community to help prevent the falls, to be there with you, to make sure you're getting the help you need so you increase your odds of, of not having a fall or decrease your odds of having a fall. That might be a better way to put it. <laughs> uh, if you have a person with you, it could, again, keep you in that assisted living community longer as opposed to having to transfer out into a nursing home due to being a fall risk or even worse suffering a fall and an injury that would require that higher level of care. Another thing is stimulation, whether you're in assisted living or memory support assisted living or nursing home. If you bring someone in a few times a week, and this doesn't have to be a home health aid, but someone to come in and provide mental stimulation and companionship for you in that community, and that goes a long way to, to happiness and, and quality of life. But you want to be careful. You know, in this situation where you're bringing someone in to help you regularly, uh, who's an outsider coming in to help provide care, you want to make sure the staff doesn't begin to rely on the private duty aid to do their work. And this is the same problem that happens when a child or spouse comes into the community all the time and does a lot of hands-on care. Sometimes in those situations, the spouse will just 
rely on the child to do the work or the spouse to do the work or the private duty aide to do the work and they will give your loved one less care because of that. So you want to make sure and advocate that the staff is still caring for your loved one to the level they're supposed to and your private duty aide or or whoever is doing the care over and above what the what the community is supposed to be doing. So be aware of that because it is an issue that can sometimes occur. Now, a private duty aid would be a payment for fair market value received, right? If you're paying someone, and now we're not talking about a family member here, we're talking about a private duty aid working for a home health agency or some other professional that you're paying out of pocket um, to go in, you know, that, that the, your loved one is paying out of pocket to go in and provide this, this service, this care, that would be a payment for value received, which means you can do that and Medicaid shouldn't look at that as a gift because you're paying for, for services. Wait, wait a minute, that's beyond what the minimum that they need. You know, if they're in assisted living, how can they pay for private duty care on top of it? How will Medicaid let them do that? Well, because you're allowed to spend your money on yourself for fair market value received, and you'd be doing that. You'd be paying for an aid. Now, you know, when we're talking about this, and we're talking about Medicaid and, and the interplay between spending money and how it impacts uh, your loved one's ability to get Medicaid in the future, of course, what do you want to do? You want to talk to an elder law attorney, make sure that the laws in your state support what I'm saying. But I'm pretty confident that if you're spending money for fair market value received, that is not a gift. And you would be able to do that, but double check with your with your elder law attorney. You know, doing this is, a, is also a good use of protected money after your loved one is on Medicaid. So what do I mean? If they give money, if, if a loved one gives money to the children and then uh, we're able to protect that and not have to use that money to pay for care before they go on Medicaid. So the children are sitting on a pile of money that was mom or dad's. They can use that money to hire a private duty aid to bring care in to provide extra care for you know, their loved one to provide stimulation and, and extra benefits over and above normal staffing. And it's a great use of funds that, that belong to mom and dad um, and, and to enhance their care, use their money, what was theirs, to enhance their care, even though it's not theirs anymore, right? They gave it away. It would be it would be the kids. It's free and clear. Medicaid, you know, it, it doesn't have any claim to that money. It's it's a use of money if you choose to in, improve or enhance your loved one's level of care. So you know, it's it's definitely something that is used a lot. I see it a lot in independent living, where people bring aids in to stay in independent living and not transition to assisted living. Then we see it a lot in assisted living, where people will bring aids in to try and stay in assisted living longer and not transition into the nursing home. And then, of course, once people are in the nursing home, we see it less for care at that point and more for stimulation, more for to make sure their loved one is participating in activities, to make sure that they're, if there's something they want to do that is kind of off the beaten track in the community, in the nursing home, the, the private duty aide is able to help them do that. So if they want to, if they love playing gin rummy and there's nobody there who can play gin with them, well, you make sure the private duty aide who goes in can play gin so that they can have that fun and that stimulation they're looking for that they can't get otherwise. That's the benefit. It's that extra little service that, that your loved one would do without if they didn't have this help. It's also something, stimulation is also something the family can do. And if you coordinate the time going in to be with your loved one, where people don't all go in together, you know, the all the, 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 
the children and, and their, their children, the grandchildren, go in and visit on Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. So there's 10 people there for that two hours and then nobody there the rest of the week. Well, if you spread that out a little bit, you could have multiple people going in and and uh, providing that level of stimulation that your loved one, you know, they, they might really, really need. So just an idea. You don't always have to pay for the care to go in. It is something that the family can try to provide if they're around and able to do it. If not, it is a great way. Bring in a, a private duty aid in, bring in somebody in, a professional in, to help stimulate them and keep them active and happy and engaged and just improve their quality of life is a great, great thing. So I hope you got a lot out of this. Remember, talk to an elder law attorney if you're doing anything that that is intersects Medicaid, you know, spending money, the, the ability to get Medicaid. Um, make sure you talk to your elder law attorney. Keep on the lookout for more episodes. There's great information about this and all sorts of other stuff on the website, thestressedoutcaregiver.com while you're on the site. Remember to download the guide I wrote called How to Find and Pay for Assisted Living and Nursing Home Care, otherwise known as How to Get the Best Possible Care in the Best Possible Place for the Best Possible Price. Remember to subscribe to the podcast, and if you could leave a review or a rating, a really good one, <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. Remember to send me any questions. Uh, my name's Casey Price. My email is Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, at the stressed out caregiver.com. Today, and as always, this show is based in New Jersey Law the laws in your state might be different. The content of this show is not intended to be legal advice, but rather information so you can find the help you and your elderly loved one need to provide each of you with the highest possible quality of life and the least amount of stress. You know, once again, I really want to thank you for taking time out to listen today. You know, my name's Casey Price. I do this because I love to do it because I want to help people care for their elderly, elderly loved ones and get them the highest possible quality of life. I hope you find this helps you in your quest to do just that. I really appreciate the opportunity to do this. And until I have that privilege of talking to you again, I wish you nothing but the best.